Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. And this week, we're going to talk about manuals. But before we get into manuals, and I'm going to say manuals, and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, because I've never really talked about what a manual is on this podcast before. But you're going to understand it. And you're going to be like, Oh, yeah, I definitely have that. And I definitely use that on other people. But before we do that, I want to just remind you that this week on the 17th, so in two days, Wednesday night at 8pm Central, I'm holding a podcast or a webinar, sorry, for anybody who wants to learn how to stop dealing with the urges that they have in their lives. So if you are like, listen, I have this urge to use pornography, I have this urge to overeat, I have an urge to whatever your urge is, if you're, you know, right now it's COVID-19 and you're like, oh, I don't want to touch my face anymore. This podcast or this, sorry, this webinar is exactly what you need. You need to learn how to deal with your urges in the moment. And this is going to be exactly what you need. So if you want to register to come to that webinar, you can do it at my website, zaxbaffer.com. Click on the free coaching call link. That will take you to the to the link. I'll also have a link in the show notes. So you can just click somewhere in the show notes, depending on what uh, podcast system you use. But whatever you're doing, if you want to learn something, I think this is probably one of the most important things that I teach. If you want to learn something about how all of this process works, and get a really, really good piece of information for not just pornography, but pretty much every part of your life when you have a habit and you want to stop it, this webinar on Wednesday night is for you. Take some time, come and sit for an hour through a webinar that is going to probably change the entirety of your life. I say that knowing that it sounds really, really hyperbolic. It sounds like a, like a big thing, but I'm for me, it was one of the most important things that I learned when I was stopping using pornography, and it's one of the most important things that anybody can use to adjust a habit that's happening in their life. All right, so with that said, let's talk about manuals. One of the things that I often hear spouses say is, if it hadn't been for my husband using pornography, we would not be in this place. And I think that's a really interesting statement, and I think it's a really interesting thing to decide is that everything in your life hinges on the actions of one other person. And I'm not saying that lightly because I get how much shame and how much frustration and how much difficulty pornography often brings into people's lives. But I want you to start to understand one really simple and important thing about your life. It's 100% within your control. And when we believe that other people should behave differently so that we can feel better, that's what we call a manual. 
And we do this to all kinds of people for all kinds of reasons. We do this to our parents. We're like, my mom and dad should get me a car so I can be happy. Or uh, when I was a kid, I, I wanted my parents to buy me more clothes so I could be cooler at school, right? Like we have these ideas of what it is that other people should do so that we can feel good. When it comes to pornography use, when it comes to marriages, we do this a lot. My wife has a manual for how the dishes should be done. Uh, and she's not here to defend herself, so I can say this with impunity right now. I do the dishes the way I choose to do the dishes, and if they don't come out clean through the dishwasher on the other end, I'll just fix it on the other end. But she wants them to go into the dishwasher and come out clean no matter what, and so she washes the dishes before she puts them through the dishwasher, and I wash the dishes and then, well, I, I really, I just put them into the dishwasher, see how clean it gets it. And if it's clean, I put it away. And if it's not clean, I'll just fix it and I'll put it back through the dishwasher. I don't have a problem with that, right? But when we expect the other person to do what we want them to do so that we're happy. So when she comes to me and she's like, I can't believe you're not doing the dishes right. You need to do the dishes this way so that they come out perfect, you know, and she puts her happiness, she sets aside her own choice of how she wants to feel and puts it in my lap that's a recipe for disaster and we do this all the time with all sorts of things and really essentially this is this is what we call giving away the responsibility for your emotions when you as a husband or a wife go to your spouse and you say you shouldn't look at pornography so i can feel good so i can be happy so i can trust you so i can whatever then you're, then you're giving away your, your responsibility, your ownership of how you feel, and you're saying, no, it's in your command. And, and, you know, Darcy and I did this for a long time. There was a period of our lives where I would essentially do whatever Darcy would ask, as long as it was basically reasonable, because I wanted her to be happy. And Will Smith said this um, some time ago now. I, I can't remember exactly when he said it, but he, he said, I've retired from trying to make Jada his wife happy and I thought that was so profound when I heard it and then in the context of all of this it makes so much sense when it comes to the work that I do with couples and with individuals who are you know trying to overcome pornography use they can't make each other happy when you are married to someone the reality is is that you bring 100% of who you want to be to the marriage and the other person has to bring 100% of who they want to be to the marriage. And together, you can give each other what you want to give each other. And if you're depending on the other person to do more than that, you're wait, you're going to wait in vain. Because in the long run, they're either going to rebel because they, they get tired of doing the stuff that you want them to do just because you want them to do it. Or they simply decide, I'm no longer happy doing this. I'm going to walk away from this. And this is, this is the truth about manuals. Manuals only work insofar as we feel like we can try and control somebody else. And the moment we stop being able to control somebody else or the moment we stop trying to um, tell people how to behave, like our children, right? We Sometimes we think, like my 15-year-old, <laughs> I regularly have thought for many years because he's so stinking smart. Like he, The kid is a genius. He literally read all of Harry Potter by the time he was seven. Not when he was seven, by the time he was seven. Like, that's how smart this kid is. And so in my mind, for a lot of years, I was like, you should do this, and you should understand that, and you should know this, and you should be that. 
And what I've come to realize over the past few months, really over the past six months, is I have really tried to take a step back from that and go, he doesn't know anything. It was my job to teach him. And if he doesn't know it, that's on me, and it's my responsibility to help him learn that. I am no longer expecting him to do anything that I have not taught him. Now, once I've taught it to him, I'm also not necessarily expecting him to do it perfectly. I'm expecting him to put in an effort, and I and it's my job to remind him, right? That that's that's where my manual has gone for him. It's it's now a manual of how I should choose to behave because he is not necessarily going to behave the way that I think he should. And I talk about this actually in my in my talk uh taquitos and why you can't pray away pornography like if I had a manual for my son about you know where he should eat he is not necessarily going to behave according to that manual no one does and the same thing goes with your spouse your spouse is going to do what your spouse wants to do because that's what they want to do they're grown people and so if you're expecting your spouse to not look at pornography and you're saying you shouldn't look at pornography because it makes me sad and I know this is going to sound contrary, right? Like, like you know, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I believe in the gospel, and I believe in the in the precepts of the gospel, and I believe, yes, you should, you know, you sh- I choose to live up to the gospel, right, M- to the best of my ability every day. And I, you know, I get it. Not everybody can, not everybody will, and not everybody has grown that far, but that's what I choose to do. So... I'm saying, yeah, pornography is not a part of the gospel. It's, it's, in fact, it's contrary to the, to the workings of the gospel. Does that mean your spouse should never look at it? Well, that's entirely up to your spouse. And, and that's something that I want to like make clear. I'm not saying that they should look at it, and I'm not saying they shouldn't look at it. What I'm saying is each of us has agency. Each of us has the ability to choose whether we want to or whether we don't want to. And your spouse has that same agency. And so when you come into that equation and you say, hey, honey, this is exactly what you should be doing when it comes to pornography. The truth is, and this is what manuals are, the truth is, is that you are simply choosing. You think that you can make them do what you think is the right thing to do. And that's not going to happen, right? That's not even really possible, much as we might like it to be. And I want to give you kind of a clear idea of what it is that happens when you're using a manual. And it's almost invariably surrounding the word should. Like, almost invariably. I'm going to take some examples from my mentor, Brooke Castillo, in in the work that she's done. And I want you to listen to every single example that she puts down. She should call me back when I call her. She should remember my birthday. He should invite me when he has a party he should write me a thank you note he should be kind and understand when i'm frustrated she should support me she should listen to me for as long as i listen to her like do you hear every single one of these examples is a should statement so if you find yourself saying words like my husband should i should you should we should Anytime you put that word should in there, you are all of a sudden dipping into your manual and saying, hey, 
these this is the way that the world is supposed to be this these are the rules of life now i have to follow them but the truth of the matter is is that until you internalize and choose to make these things the way that you want to do them like for me when it came to pornography use like one of the things that every time I, you know, would go into a relapse or whenever I would use pornography, I would say, I should be better than this. I should know better than this. I should have grown past this, right? It was never about me choosing. It was about me thinking that this was the rule that I was breaking. That's that's the manual, right? And eventually I got to a place for me personally where I said, I can, but I choose not to. And when I got to a place that I said, I can, but I choose not to, that was 100% ownership of my agency and it sets aside the manual and it says, this is just who I want to be. It's no longer about what I'm supposed to do. It's about what I choose to do and what I want to do, which I know that seems like a subtle difference, but it is a big difference when it comes to changing habits that, that, that are holding you back, that are keeping you from being the person that you want to be, especially pornography use, especially activities like overeating or excessive shopping or you know you know excessive drinking lots of people have that problem right this is the same situation and when you look at your spouse and you go this is what you should be doing the truth is is that it has nothing to do with them that statement has everything to do with you and how you want to feel you're saying that they should be doing that because you want to feel better about them or about yourself or about whatever's going on in your life i know that seems a little bit strange but if you take a step back and you really examine it and you go well why should they do that like really why why are you saying that they should stop looking at pornography and i think the first answer could be well because it'll make them feel better or well because they're not supposed to or well because you know that's against the gospel okay but why should they not participate in pornography use like what is it about pornography use when it comes to that individual that that makes it so that they should not look at it well because i love them well okay but you can love them if they still use pornography right well yeah so why is it that they should stop looking at pornography and again it it all comes back to you right it comes back to the person who's saying the should it's well, I want to feel better about them or I want to feel better about our relationship or I want to feel like there's hope that they'll overcome it, right? And all of a sudden you start to see that every time you say should to someone it's or about someone or for someone, it's really about how you want to feel for yourself. And the nice thing about what, what I've just talked about here is that once you recognize that Anytime you're making a should statement, and I have tried to eliminate those from my vocabulary, it's, it's really quite hard. I, I'll be honest with you. Go Try to go a week without saying should, and you will be blown away at how often you say it. But the really cool thing about this is that when you recognize the reality that, oh, this is really about me, now you can take a step back and say, oh, okay, well, why do I want that? And how can I choose to feel that way? even if maybe perhaps they're going to continue to behave the way that they're going to behave regardless. And this for me has become this really like stark reality when it comes to my 15 year old. I know, I know I keep bringing my 15 year old up because I'll be honest with you. If you have not had a 15 year old, they're a pretty exciting bunch of people. 
and sometimes they're really difficult to deal with, right? And and don't get me wrong, I love my 15-year-old, but it I have I have come back to this place of I used to get really upset with him. Like, you're smarter than this. You know how to do this. You should already be able to do this without me reminding you to clean up your clothes out of the bathroom. And I, you know, why do I want him to clean up his clothes out of the bathroom? Well, because I want my house to be clean. Well, why do I want my house to be clean? Well, because I want to feel like I live in a nice, clean environment, right? And so now it is about me. And then I go, okay, well, how can I feel like I can have that same feeling of like, you know, peace and happiness in my own home, even when he doesn't clean up after himself. And so now I go to, oh, well, now I get it's my job to teach him. And I can teach him in a nice, pleasant, happy way. Hey, this is how we take care of our home. And and speak to him in that way and carry that conversation in that way, rather than coming at him and saying, gosh, darn it, why, why is this? Why have you done this? Why are you doing this? what what is it about this that makes it so difficult for you right all of those accusatory statements that are like coming at someone and and really i think castigating them you know beating them up for something that you know it's not really on their mind it's not really about it's not really what they want to do so that they can feel good right everybody's doing what they want to do so they feel good my kids leave things all around the house all the time, not because they're trying to tick me off. They're doing it because they, you know, it feels easier and better to just leave it on the floor because somebody else will come along and pick it up. And this is what's happening with a husband who uses pornography or a wife who's using pornography and the spouse and their, you know, and their partner. There's the, the husband or, or wife, the user, is saying, I want to feel good. And pornography is the way that I know how to. And the partner of the user is saying, well, you shouldn't look at it because it makes me feel bad. Like, I don't like how it makes me feel when you use pornography. Now, I, I want to be sensitive here. I want to be careful not to let you think that I don't believe that the feelings of the person who, the partner, are important because they are important. And if you in your marriage have decided, you know, pornography is not supposed to be a component, is not a component that we want to have in our marriage, and you have decided that together, but you're not clear on how to get past that, then that's where you need to get to with, with a coach. I actually just set up a group coaching that's going to start in G- July, on July 1st. So if that's of interest to you, you can absolutely go on and, you know, set up a, a free consult and you can have a conversation with me about that for July 1st, or you, you know, you can do individual coaching as well. But what I want you to recognize is that if you are, you know, having this conversation with your spouse, and they are like, yeah, I also believe that I don't want to be using pornography, but I don't know how to stop this habit. I don't know how to get this out of my life. Then that's when that's a really good time to have a conversation with a coach. That's a really opportune moment to say, Okay, well, now it's time for us to take action and look at our manuals, look at what it is that we really think that we want and bring that back to a place of decision rather than a place of should. Bring it to a place of agency rather than a place of should. Those are two, those are totally different places. And when you believe, yeah, pornography is not something we want in our marriage, pornography is not something I want in my life then you can take a moment, you can take that 
moment in time when you're saying, yeah, I don't want it. And I also recognize that I'm still doing it and begin the process of creating a plan of action and take massive action. Don't wait. Because if you're waiting, then, you know, the moment passes, you don't set up the appointment, you don't do what you need to do, right? And then your manuals continue rather than reevaluating your manual saying, okay, maybe maybe my spouse should look at pornography because this is the, the thing that he needs to learn about himself so that he can become confident and capable so that we can go on and do other things in our lives. Which is a, like, that's a total mind shift. I get it. But I want to be clear. I'm not saying that pornography is not something that you may want to keep out of your life. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is, if you believe that someone else should stop using pornography just for you, then you're then you're looking at this all wrong. You're looking at this from a place of disempowerment, and you're looking at it from a place of, I want to control someone that I don't have control over. And that's not going to work, unfortunately. I mean, I wish it did. If <laughs> I think we all kind of wish that we could control other people, but that, that doesn't work. I mean, I have... Uh, Brooke Castillo, again, my, one of my mentors, she has this phrase. She's like, I have all the best manuals. I know all the best ways that people should behave. And the truth is that we all do. Like, we all think we know how people should behave. But we also all behave in contrast to the what we believe we should, right? We all have our manual for us, and then we, you know, we all do things that don't fit into that manual. Good example of this was tonight. I was on a Zoom call with my with my mission president from when I was a young missionary. He's the Rome Temple president, and he uh, was you know giving a fireside to all of us missionaries. It was a really awesome moment because they're back in country, they're in the U.S., and they're waiting to go back to the to Italy. Um, and I'm we're on a Zoom call, and I'm like calling people out for not muting their phone. And I switched from my computer to my phone and I forgot to mute myself. And all my buddies are like texting me. They're like, hey, mute yourself. I'm, I'm doing the dishes so everybody can hear exactly what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, in my mind, I have this manual for how I should have behaved. And I didn't behave according to it. So, you know, there's two main components that you, you got to recognize, right? One is when we believe that other people should behave in a way that is going to help us feel happy, that's a manual. And and if you keep holding on to a manual, you're probably going to find yourself frustrated and disappointed for the, like the rest of your life. And also, when you have a manual for yourself, it sometimes backfires and it's it, it can be painful. So also recognize that you need to give yourself a little bit of leeway, a little bit of like, yeah, I'm still a child of God. I'm still someone who um, wants to learn and grow and become better, but I'm not perfect yet. Those two components, when you put them up against manuals, kind of melt your manual away. They kind of tell your manual, well, you don't really matter. What matters is people. What matters is love. What matters is becoming the person that you want to be, becoming the master of the self, You know, becoming who you want to choose to be rather than who you think everybody thinks you should be which is a big difference huge difference all right folks listen if you have questions for me if you want to like you know chat me up feel free to send me an email info at zackspafford.com or you can find me on facebook twitter 
Instagram, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not very good at Instagram. Darcy, my wife, she said the other day, she's like, hey, we should be on Instagram. We should Instagram-ish. She didn't say it that way, but in my mind, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what it means to Instagram. I'm not very good at it yet. But if you want to Instagram me or Facebook or Twitter at me or, uh, you know, email me just like the old-fashioned way, feel free to do so. And if you have questions, please, 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 please ask me because I want to help people. I want to help you figure out how you're going to become the master of who you want to be. And then again, if you have just one hour on Wednesday night at eight o'clock, I'm going to be teaching the thing that I think is the most important thing that I teach at eight o'clock on Wednesday night, eight o'clock central. So if you're in Utah, that's seven. If you're on the West Coast, that's six. If if you're in the East Coast, that's nine o'clock. Come, Sign up for the webinar. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you there. I'd love to teach you something that I think will will make your life better. Awesome. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day I get requests from people who are looking to change something in their life. If that is you, if you need help overcoming your addictive behavior like pornography use, sign up for a free mini session at zackspafford.com slash work with me. That's zackspafford.com slash work with me. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Also, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave a review for us wherever you get your podcast. It'll go a long way to helping others find us. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.